Hello and welcome back to On The Grid podcast in collaboration with Prost International. We're on episode 19. I'm your host, Adrian Keita, and I'm once again joined by my co-host, Harvey Todd. Cameron is still missing. After, after an episode with him in episode 17, he's gone missing again. So it's just the two of us presenting uh, this episode for you guys. Um, but yeah, we've been, we've been out for a, roughly about a month. Um, you're probably going to hear me being a bit rusty. Uh, I've not done this for a month. Harvey, probably, probably the same. He's probably going to whiffle waffle um, as he usually does. Um, but in this episode, we're going to be talking about the United States Grand Prix. Um, we're going to talk about qualifying, the race, and we're also going to have a look at the Mexican Grand Prix, which is happening this weekend. So let's get straight into it. Let's look at qualifying. I didn't really catch qualifying too much. Um, so Harvey, you're going to have to help me quite a bit on this. Um, but the five drivers that were out of qualifying were uh, out of Q1 were Lance Stroll, Nicholas Latifi, Kimi Raikkonen, and the two hassers of Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin. Harvey, were there any surprises for you? Uh, Stroll particularly won, Kimi maybe as well. But yeah, what did you find of the Q1 session especially? Um, Q1, oh, I've got the memory of a goldfish. So um, yeah, the, apart from obviously... Schumacher, Mazepin, Latifi um, getting eliminated. Obviously, Latifi has done well the last couple of weeks. But Raikkonen and Stroll were sort of too surprised. It was, it was getting quite, um, if I remember correctly, it was um, sort of last time wins, if that makes sense. And uh, Georgie Boy managed to get out, put Stroll um, into elimination zone. That's the word I was getting at. And uh, yeah, Q1, it was business as usual. There we go. Final phrase, um, as per usual, it, you're always good at those phrases, but y- yeah, just needed to click. Um, but yeah, Q2, Q2, we move on to Q2, uh, and the five drivers that were out in this session were Esteban Ocon, Sebastian Vettel, Antonio Giovinazzi, Fernando Alonso, and George Russell. Um, obviously, Alonso, Russell, and Vettel both were, both were set to start all three were set to start. I don't know why I said both. All three were set to start at the back of the grid um, due to, I believe it was some sort of engine component changes. And so those three started at the back of the grid anyway. But Ocon narrowly missed out. It would have been nice to see Ocon uh, kind of make it inside the top 10, but Yuki Tsunoda sneaked in. Harvey, what did you think of Ocon's performance? I mean, it's. It's kind of getting back to his usual self. It's, he's not inside the top 10, but he's in and around the top 10. What did you think of the Frenchman uh, during Q2? Yeah, I thought he was unlucky to miss out by pretty much a handful of tenths, really. Um, Sonoda's lap was really, really good, I thought. Um, but if you compare it to his teammates, he's beaten his teammates. So if you're looking... Comparing him to his teammate, obviously he's he's had a pretty good qualifying. You know he's beaten Alonso, so yeah, it's not it's not done too bad. But it would have been nice for him to climb into that top ten. And also touching upon Sebastian Vettel as well, it was it was also close for him. He wasn't far off from um, the top ten, but might it be a bit wiser for him not to have qualified? For, 
into Q3 just just because he was going to start um, at the back of the grid anyway. Yeah, it, it, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because like normally, I think it was with Carlos Sainz um, a couple of races ago, he just didn't take part in qualifying because he knew he was going to start from the back. Um, so it was weird to see Vettel, you know, especially to get into Q2 and participate in it. I thought that was quite a weird one. But now I'm moving on to Q3 and what a surprise. It's Max Verstappen on pole position. Wow, wow, you are. Well, I mean, it was it was very good for him to put it on pole because Perez was on fire um, during the opening stages of, of that session. And then Hamilton picked him and then the Dutchman goes on to secure another pole position. What did you think of... The, the the two Red Bulls as our resident Red Bull fan because P1 and P3 you're you're usually expecting Sergio to kind of be performing subpar but what did you think of the Red Bulls and was it a very well it was a good display regardless but did you think it was well earned from Perez to to move himself onto uh, the second row of a grid yeah I thought it was Brilliant from Sergio. He, he had me worried. Um, obviously, Hamilton was in P2 um, with Perez on pole, and I was a little bit worried because I know obviously Max would be starting lower down. Um, but it was good to see Max obviously perch up on top. Um, it was would have been nice to have a Red Bull 1 2, but um, Hamilton was very, very strong throughout qualifying and only beating by two tenths, uh, two hundredths of a second, sorry. Yeah, so it was it was Verstappen and Hamilton and Perez, the top three, with Bottas in P4. We're going to talk a little bit about Valtteri because the Sky Sports F1 team raised a very good argument uh, regarding grid penalties. Um, Bottas got a five-place grid drop due to his engine change, but he got a 10-place grid drop. I believe it was... I believe it was Russia um, for another engine change. Harvey, what are your thoughts on the penalty system from the FIA? Um, because the Sky F1 crew were, and Jensen Button especially were mentioning that it should be a harsher grid penalties, a grid penalty for more engines or the more components you are changing. Are you are you of similar thoughts? Because I, I think that should be the case. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Jensen. I mean, I wouldn't say um, sort of a, a penalty point type system, um, but not obviously contributing to the driver's penalty points. Um, something along those lines could, you know, maybe act as a deterrent from teams taking grid penalties willy-nilly like we've seen with Mercedes in the past couple of races there. I want to say they're taking another one this weekend. Um so, yeah, Mercedes, especially with Bottas, they're, they're not really... I saw it's, it's coming across, not careless, but like they're just not really bothered about the, the grid penalties and it's, it's disappointing to see. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they're bothered, especially in Bottas' situation. He's, he's more or less done, or do, done and dusted. He's, he's not going to be a Mercedes driver next season. He's in the Alfa Romeo. So it was Bottas... In P, qualified in P4, but he started from P9. Leclerc, Sainz, Ricardo, Norris, Gasly and Sonoda completed the top 10 in Q3. 
But but the starting grid looked like this for the United States Grand Prix. It was Verstappen on pole position with Hamilton P2, Perez and Leclerc, Sainz, Ricardo, Norris, Gasly, Bottas and Sonoda completed the top 10. With Ocon in 11th, Giovinazzi in 12th, Stroll in 13th, Latifi in 14th, Raikkonen 15th, Schumacher 16th, Mazepin 17th, Vettel, Alonso and Russell in 18th, 19th and 20th after they started from the back of the grid due to their component changes. Um, but yeah, it was it was very it was a very heated battle from between Hamilton and Verstappen. We obviously saw what happened with at the at the race start. Hamilton got that initial better launch and that better getaway to um, claim the lead of the race. But it was a bit of a strategy battle and Verstappen came out on top. Harvey, you must be happy. I was um, very happy with uh, Max in the race. I will be honest, with about seven laps to go, I was like, oh, no. At the rate that Hamilton was catching him, but as the, the late, great Murray Walker said, it's one thing to pass and it's another thing to overtake. And Lewis just kept caught, getting caught in the dirty air through the S's and round the, the long sweeper uh, under the... Uh, tower thing um, and that really hurt him trying to get DRS down the pit straight and the back straight and um, I, I must say I think it was about two or three laps ago Mick Schumacher sort of showed himself and I was like Mick get out the way um, but then actually Mick Schumacher could have won Max the race um, as he got DRS down the pit straight heading on to the last lap so uh, yeah up the mix Schumacher yeah it was sort of late drama is for most for most of a race backmarkers kind of played played a role um in Hamilton kind of gaining Yuki Sonoda does he know what a blue flag is because he was um let's just say holding Max up and um yeah that that wasn't nice to to watch um it it, it raised the pulse a little bit um so, yeah, that's that's all I want to say about Yuki. <laughs> but apart from that, good weekend. Brilliant. I, I wanted to ramble on a little bit about backmarkers and many shouts. Blue flags, blue flags. I think that explains the backmarkers perfectly. Um, so, yeah, Hamilton finished P2, uh, narrowly behind Max Verstappen. Sergio Perez, he was kind of in touching distance. Within the first couple of laps, you're thinking... Hold on, wait a minute. Is is Sergio actually going to get a podium and is actually going to keep up with uh, the leading pair? Um, but yeah, he he happened uh, with with Shaquille O'Neal, um, <laughs> the Photoshop picture from Formula One where Shaquille just towers over all the F1 drivers while they're on the podium. But Harvey. It's it's Checo's second consecutive podium. What are we thinking? Is this, is his form fi- finally back ahead of ahead of his home Grand Prix? Do we think that he could go on for go on to bigger and better things and maybe even snatch a snatch a win? But what do we think of his United States Grand Prix race? It was it was good to see that he was able to fend off the likes of Leclerc, Sainz, Ricardo and jump on uh, the podium for the, the second consecutive time. 
Yeah, I think it was only a couple of episodes. It might have even been the last episode that we were mentioning about um, Perez maybe coming under pressure from Gasly despite him signing that one-year extension. But, you know, he's picked up his form and probably at a perfect time headed into his home Grand Prix. You mentioned about him potentially winning. If it's Verstappen running second, I, I, I just think Red Bull are going to tell him to pull over. Max needs these extra seven-odd points. Um which would be a real shame, but obviously they want to prioritise the, the driver's title. But if Perez was running first, then it'd be lovely to see. But I, I just don't think Red Bull um, will let him win it, if that makes sense. I think just they're going to prioritise Max, which it would be a shame. But like you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, if Mercedes are to have a, a grid penalty for Hamilton uh, for an engine change, do you think that could maybe potentially sway um, sway the decision in the favour of Perez, if, if he is leading, that is, and if Verstappen is in P2? Because, yes, Verstappen holds a 12-point lead over Hamilton, but surely they'll be wanting Perez to win his home Grand Prix, surely. I think those extra seven points, I think they're there on the plate. Um and I'm sure Sergio would understand, but yeah, I, I just think Red Bull are going to bring out the team orders because, you know, if Hamilton was not to score points and Max was to come home as the victor this weekend, what we're we talking like a 40 point lead heading into the last four races, he could have it wrapped up by um, Qatar. Is that the penultimate round? He could have it wrapped up in Qatar or Jeddah, whatever the penultimate round is. And that would be huge as the pressure in Abu Dhabi. Obviously, Hamilton's been there before a few times. Max hasn't. And um, I think they're just going to want to wrap it up and guarantee it. Yeah, just to confirm, it, it will be Jeddah. Qatar is after Brazil in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if Sergio does go on to win, then... Happy days. He's, he's going to be delighted with his second victory of the season. Um, but yeah, as Harvey says, I don't, I don't think that would be likely if, if Max is catching him and he's in P2. Um, but moving on to an unlikely man to get, to get P4. Well, I mean, unlikely, you could, you could say that uh, due to Bottas's penalty. If it wasn't for Bottas's penalty, then it was likely that he'd finish P5. But Charles Leclerc, P4... Um, race start to finish P4, perfect. I mean, he's wanting to beat Carlos, signed him a driver's championship. He's ahead of Carlos in that respect. And yeah, I think his race weekend was just perfect. I, I didn't see any flaws in it. He could have maybe caught Perez if he, if he stayed on the back of him, but that was going to be unlikely with the power of the Red Bull. Harvey, what are your thoughts on the Monagas driver? I think I don't think he'll be complaining anytime soon with a P4. No, I completely second what you've just said there. He's he's had a brilliant weekend. Um, yeah, it would have been nice for him to step up on that podium, but I suppose you, the pace of Verstappen, Hamilton and Perez throughout the weekend um, probably saw them deserve the podium more, but Leclerc was definitely best for the rest. And then another unlikely man finished... P5, Daniel Ricciardo, we were, I don't want to say slating, but we were unimpressed by his performances early on in the season. But he's grown to, uh, he's grown into the, that McLaren car, finishing P5. 
Of course, he did have his uh, little battle with Carlos Sainz in the dying embers of a race, but he came out on top. The battle was fair and he gained some valuable points. So P5 for Daniel Ricciardo. Valtteri Bottas uh, made started P9, finished P6. Generally, another good race for Valtteri. I mean, it could have... He could have closed up a little bit more on Daniel Ricciardo, but we know we know what happens with Valtteri in dirty air. So P6 for him. Carlos Sainz, P7. I think we should touch a little bit on the Spaniard because it didn't look like he was on the pace of the dying embers of a race. In the, in the final 10 or so laps, he was he was kind of dropping back. He was kind of he was finally kind of falling into the clutches of Lando Norris. Uh, in P8, but he was able to hold on to P7. Harvey, that performance from Carlos Sainz won't fill him with confidence. Well, I mean, it will. It's a, it's a points finish. But every race, and especially seeing Charles Leclerc finish P4, he won't be impressed that he's lost uh, the battle in the Ferrari garage. No, I, I mentioned that in my preview piece that, you know, he's st- slowly starting to fall behind a little bit. And I, I honestly think it will continue at, at Mexico. I just think Sainz has obviously had a couple of good results here and there, but overall consistency, I think Leclerc definitely won that battle. Um, I just think those podiums won't be enough. But, I mean, he has capitalised on those top deserve races um, where Leclerc hasn't have the best of luck um so you know we've got brazil around the corner that sometimes throws up a bit of a um a bit of a not a catalyst but like just it randomizes everyone pretty much there'll be something that happens and suddenly before you know it yuki sonoda's leading um but um yeah overall consistency not been there for science and it's sort of costing but he can take that into next year new regs who knows? He might really. He he could take to him like a doctor water. Beautiful. Oh, I, that was that was beautiful. Um, but yeah, you you do love Yuki Tsunoda, and we know what happened last time in Brazil between two Ferrari teammates, Charles Leclerc, Sebastian Vettel, collided with each other, basically basically ruining each other's races. And if that happens, then it's pretty much game over. Carlos Sainz this season. Uh, in, in catching Charles Leclerc in that respect, I think. Uh, but the battle in the Ferrari garage goes on. Um, Norris finished P8. It was kind of an unexpected result because with Ricardo finishing P5 and with Lando's consistency, you, can't, you were kind of hoping that maybe he was going to challenge uh, for a podium. But he even, he even went on to say that the pace wasn't there, simply wasn't there. So P8 would be will be good enough for him. Uh, it's another points finish, so he'll be happy with that. And moving on to your, your boy, Yuki Tsunoda. You've just mentioned him. Uh, he, he drove a very good race, I think. He started P10, finished P9, obviously kind of capitalised on Pierre Gasly's problem, which saw the Frenchman retire. But I mean, you've got to you've got to be there if you're obviously an Alpha they're AlphaTauri teammates. You've got to be there to capitalise on sort of your teammates' misfortunes, and Yuki did do that, scoring two good points. What what are your thoughts, Harvey, on Yuki Sonoda's weekend? And don't mention blue flags, okay? 
No, I, like I said earlier, I think apart from the little um, heart-in-mouth moment, shall we say, as for Stappen fans, um, Yuki, brilliant weekend, picked up the pieces where he had to. And um, yeah, hopefully he can take this form forward because he's certainly proven he's got the talent. He's just a little bit inconsistent at times. And to round off the point finishes, I think simply clap for this man. Sebastian Vettel, P18 start to P10. He was kind of fortunate with Kimi Raikkonen obviously going for a little bit of a spin, which we won't mention. Uh, I'm sorry, Seb, if you're listening, but I don't think he'll be listening. But sorry, Seb, <laughs> you're a bit lucky with that one. Um, but yeah, finishing P10, kind of, sort of, it was sort of a recovery drive from lap one. He was, he was kind of a man on a mission, kind of overtaking here and there. You didn't see much of him, apart from when you saw the classifications, you kind of saw a green above, uh, green on Vettel, and you kind of see him moving up. Um, but, Harvey, what did you think of Sab's performance? It was kind of, you're kind of summarising it as a Yuki Tsunoda kind of performance. Consistent, good overtaking, and, yeah, really good to finish him at points. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Lance Stroll had a, a bit of a difficult start and like we mentioned with Yuki, he was there to capitalise on his teammates' misfortunes and, you know, that point could be quite a crucial one. Um, I'm not I'm not too sure of the constructor standings off the top of my head, but that one could be quite crucial in the coming rounds and coming weeks. Indeed, Aston Martin do need those points, especially after a very good last season as, as racing point, in quotation marks. Um, but yeah, they'll they'll definitely need the points heading into 2022. But the final uh, finishes were Giovinazzi finished P11, Stroll in P12, Raikkonen P13 after his little spin. Uh, P14 was George Russell, Latifi was P15, Mick Schumacher was P16, and Nikita Mazepin was the final finisher in P17 with Alonso, Ocon, Gasly, all retiring from the race due to some sort of mechanical failures. But that rounds off our United States Grand Prix review. And now we're going to look at the Mexican Grand Prix. We, we touched a little bit about Perez potentially maybe winning the race, potentially leading. Um, but it's the first time we're, we're in Mexico in two years, I believe, due to, due to COVID restrictions, uh, which is good to see. Harvey, what are your what are your thoughts on on the track, the overall track layout? I'm I'm a big fan of the start finish straight. It's it's long, overtaking can happen very easily, especially with DRS and especially with the power that these cars have. But what are your overall thoughts of the circuit? It's it's one I always look forward to playing on the the F1 games. It's it's got a variety of different corners. The S is really fun if you nail them, and obviously that takes you into the the stadium section, which is one of its kind really there isn't really a, a stadium obviously you've got banking around different corners you think in the the last couple of corners at catalonia bit at silverstone here and there that's similar but not an actual purpose-built stadium it's it's really different and it's it's brilliant you know there's some great photos that come out every year of the winners the podium celebrations and obviously they they have a little bit of a rave afterwards and i think it's brilliant and um yeah, and obviously the rest of the track too is fantastic. Yeah, most definitely, I agree with you. Uh, especially on the F1 games, it's 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 very fun to to drive around. 
Um, but we'll look at our predictions now to, to wrap up the episode. Uh, we'll start off with Collie. I'll, I'll start. Why not? Uh, I think that Max Verstappen will claim another pole position. That man is dominant. I think his domination will continue. Um, I've got Perez in P2. Yes, it may be quite controversial, but I think the power of the Red Bull will be able to kind of glide him along to, to P2. Maybe if he gets a toe even, that's going to play in his advantage. And I think that he'll be able to claim P2. In P3, I've got Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I, I also think that the Mercedes might be a little bit lackluster with Bottas. And I, I think that Bottas might not even qualify in the top five. Um, purely on the fact that his qualifying, Bottas's qualifying have been here, there and everywhere. And I think Mexico will be one, one of the, those circuits where it, it, it just goes it just goes all up in the air for Bottas. So I've got Hamilton in P3, Leclerc in P4, and Lando Norris to return to the top five in qualifying. Harvey, what are your thoughts ahead of uh, the Mexican Grand Prix qualifying? So on pole position, no surprise, Max Verstappen. He'll start on the front row alongside Sergio Perez in second. Third place is going to be Valtteri Bottas, ahead of Lewis Hamilton, with Pierre Gasly in fifth. Well, then, um, I wasn't expecting that at all. I mean, the, the Stappen and the Perez, is, it's inevitable. I believe that it's going to happen, especially with, with a long straight. It's, it's going to play in Red Bull's advantage. Um, but Valtteri Bottas, P3, caught me off guard, especially with Gasly in P5 as well. Um, but moving on to the race, I believe Verstappen is going to convert his pole position into a race victory. He's going to extend his lead, and it's going. I think it, it won't be plain sailing. Hamilton will be on his will be on his tail, but yeah, Verstappen will get the win. So in in that case, I've moved Hamilton up to P two. I think that Hamilton will just narrowly edge Sergio Perez, with Charles Leclerc finishing P four and. Uh, certain Mr. Daniel Ricciardo finishing P5. I think his performances in recent weeks have, have warranted him a place in the top five. But Harvey, finally, what are your thoughts ahead of the race? So um, the race start will be very, very key, I think. Obviously, we've, I've got Perez in P2. Um, Verstappen will go into turn one leading and will lead for the rest of the race. Um, Perez... We'll keep Hamilton behind for the first couple of laps, but obviously the pit stops will come into it and uh, Hamilton will jump him. And then it'll be a quite an interesting battle between Perez and Bottas. Bottas will just drop down to P4, Perez getting a home podium and um, Lando Norris in P5. Very interesting. But those are our predictions ahead of qualifying and the race for this weekend's Mexican Grand Prix. Hopefully you guys kind of like our predictions. I mean, I mean, some of them, some of our predictions just go in the bin. Some of them turn out good, but hopefully they turn out good this weekend. That's all we've got time for in this episode of On The Grid. Thank you, Harvey, for joining me once again. Well, I'm hoping we'll be back next week looking at um, the Mexican Grand Prix, but we never know. We could be, we could be busy. Um, so just, just bear with us. Uh, we'll be, we'll be back um sometime next week or maybe in two weeks reviewing the Brazilian Grand Prix. But thank you for listening and goodbye.